0: Welcome to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Here are your hosts, Chris Forte and John Moises.
1: I'm John Moises. That is Chris Forte. Live brave. This is the Humble Warrior Podcast. Welcome to the show. Welcome, humble warriors. On today's show, we are going to have a special guest. Her name is Renee Hagel. She's the founder of Love Yourself Naked. Naked. So She's actually coming in studio, so we'll see what happens never know. Yep. Anyways, I want to thank everyone for subscribing to the Humble Warrior Podcast on iTunes, following us on Twitter at The Warrior Pod, and liking the Humble Warrior Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. So before Renee gets here, I want to talk about something. I want to talk about time. 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 And because I was watching a movie a couple weeks ago, and... I won't go into the details, but it made me think about time.
2: Well, what's the name of the movie? Just give me the name of the movie.
1: It's called Lucy.
2: Lucy, L-U-C-Y? Yeah,
1: it's about this woman that gets access to use her full brain capacity. Oh, wow, okay. But in the movie, one of the things that they were talking about in the movie was this idea of time and that humans are the only beings or animals that recognize time. We created it. It made me start thinking that, oh my gosh, you know it it's a big deal this time there's so many cliches and analogies and sayings about time, you know, like time's the greatest equalizer, everybody has the same amount, right or i'm I'm racing against the clock, and I was thinking, you know, as we talk about all these spiritual topics, that time is really about. Part of it's about mortality. We only, have, we only have so much, right?
2: Being here, yes. Being here, Being yes. here.
1: Yes, good point. In
2: this body here.
1: Absolutely. But how time affects the way we think and the things we do and the actions that we take, right? Because, you know, it's... It's all day. It's all, it's all day, every day. Right. And it's always happening. But I kind of want to talk about it as it relates to being in the moment. Because if you're in the moment, there is no time. Because you're doing what you're doing right this second. Right. So, I know as business people, you know, you've you've run businesses. I've been in the business world. That time is is precious and important. You want
2: it to be efficient.
1: You want it to be efficient. But let's just... For the sake of the conversation, imagine there was no time
2: a world without time
1: a world without time. How would we be different? What would you do differently if you you woke up and there was no clock, no time you just it just was well
2: it's it's interesting you bring that up because I'm kind of been baiting testing that <laughs> <laughs> okay in a way you've been kind of witnessing it, yeah, you know Um you know, for years, I've never set, like, an alarm clock. Just my body clock. Wakes up? Wakes up. Okay. And, uh, you know, then I have my, what we call, spiritual fitness practice routines that are not based on time. Or, a t- you know, they're right. just based on... When you do it. When you do it. And, uh, you know, where the time creeps in is, you know, the activities that we have in life. So mm-hmm. be- being a dad or, you know, being in a business, of place of work, I mean, you have, you have certain times where you have to be there at a certain amount of time. Yeah, But if there was, um, I'm I'm really thinking, because this is a really good question. It is, right? It is. It's like you wonder when time actually came in to the human existence. Like when the watch came, when people said, you know, I mean, because think about if you're like an animal, I mean, really, all you do is get up. You have to survive. Yeah, it's, it's so very it, instinctual. It's very instinctual. You're, you're being in the present. So you're either, you know, as far as an animal, you're you're a predator at one moment, but you're also protecting yourself all the time.
1: Right. You're not planning anything for you're the not, future. You're
2: not planning anything, and you know, and then there is playtime. You know, if you watch like the National Geographic R- Channel right? or the Discovery Channel, you know, animals play with each other, have fun, but most of the time they're on they're being that predator on guard of Survival.
1: Yeah, it's about survival. It's
2: about survival. Uh, They don't need a currency. (laughs) They don't go out and buy their groceries. They don't need a job. Right. You know? Uh, So I think for us, you know, to be a human is obviously a blessing, but I think in a way we do have to live with time, but maybe we can look at it a little differently as Mm. opposed to, I don't have enough time or this much time I have in the day or I have to get here at this time and just maybe using it as you bring up in this conversation, which is interesting knowing that if we can maybe shift our way in thinking of time, maybe we can get into that extra capacity in the brain, you know, that we would love to tap into that creative or that artist or that next great, you know, next idea where we have tons of ideas, but Right. This is very interesting.
1: Well, here's another kind of way to look at it, too. I was talking to my wife, and, you know, a year ago, it'll be a year ago tomorrow that her mother passed. Okay. And we were talking about, you know, it's been a year, you start to have these feelings. And I said, you know, why is it after a year you have this feeling? Hmm you know, all of a sudden, a year, it's more significant because a year has passed by. And when you relate that to time, it's really kind of arbitrary. There's just, in terms of feelings, why after a year, all of a sudden, it's the anniversary, and now I'm feeling a little more sentimental and emotional. And I didn't, I wasn't saying it in a way that she shouldn't be feeling this way. I was just, you know, we were just having this conversation about it because I was thinking about this idea of time. And how it relates to our mortality and then also how we think about how things pass. Interesting. You know, as every year goes by, you're like, Oh, last year I did this. And you get kind of sentimental and, and emotional about things that have happened on anniversaries, Mm. right? Every year this happened and then this, I did this. Yeah. And how that affects us and our kind of our human being
2: yeah, you know, and as we talk, you know, these conversations that we have, and you know, the, and bringing you know, spirituality in a way of teaching, is to use time maybe as a positive and not a negative. To what to way you're describing time, like I don't, I don't have enough time, or um, there's just not enough hours in the day, you know, and just not maybe be a deterrent, but almost to be an asset. I'm just trying to figure that out as we talk. Because, you know, time, it's nice to celebrate a birthday. It's nice sure. to celebrate an anniversary, yeah. right? And that's based on time. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, I guess, is one of the benefits of being a human. You know, I don't know if a bunch of animals get around and sell a birthday party. right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, no, no, no. We yeah. don't know, you know? I mean, yeah. But, you, the, know, you know, it's I mean,
1: funny, but some animals are very, they... Have that internal clock.
2: Well, they have the internal clock. Where I they think,
1: do the things every well, year at the same time.
2: Well, I think that's that—that's the ability I think we we can tap into, but we haven't because we've been taught time a different
1: way. Right. And that's what I think is fascinating about this conversation is right? if we could erase yes. time,
2: what will we do? Well, we've learned about it. Like, I don't own a watch anymore. I love the one Seinfeld with Kramer. I, I don't know if you remember the one Seinfeld <laughs> with the, that. I don't know. Uh, you know. You know, he flies in the door or, you know, yeah. Jerry's apartment. And they're like, "How do you know what time it is?" He, he says something like, "It's my body clock." I don't, <laughs> you know, I don't have a clock. I don't right. have an alarm clock.
1: Right, right. You know, that's and such I, a Kramer thing to do. Right,
2: too. right. But I think that I think we have the ability to do that, but we just have
1: this thing of, of time the, kind of gets in the way. Right,
2: time kind of gets in the way of maybe really what time is all about.
1: Right, it's such such a difficult thing to erase because everybody else operates on time.
2: Well, I'll, I'll tell you. This is, this is an interesting topic because as you know, you know, we do the, I'm doing the book and the podcast mm-hmm. and doing some other things. My time is now totally different in a different way. how was an entrepreneur before, but I'm still doing work differently
1: mm-hmm. and
2: that's been an adjustment for me. So for example, this morning I got up at five thirty in the morning, had a cup of coffee and I just started writing. Right. But my old way would have been like, okay, you need to do these things, these things, these things. And at 8 a.m., you can write from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were you very know? regimented and scheduled. R- regimented and structured. Yeah. And sometimes when we need that, don't get me wrong. But but to, for this conversation, this is a great way to where it relates as my day this morning. I mean, got, just... I got up. I felt the urge to do it. And I just did it. And I just kept cranking and cranking and cranking and cranking until I had to, you know, to go to a yoga class. Right. And then the old self I could say is beat, is beat myself up is, is what did you do today? Yeah. Did you do any protective? I was just wrote for two and a half hours, right. you know? And, um, and again, see how bad I've even mentioned time, two and a half hours. Right. <laughs> Does it really matter?
1: Yeah, yeah like I right. oh I put in an hour today right I put right. in
2: an hour today as opposed to three hours right
1: is this measurement no. work constantly right Measuring. Judged, we're constantly judging ourselves according to this measurement of time
2: yeah and I was always amazed just being in the workplace especially when I was younger and I was a sales professional because you know the typical day you would show up at 8 a.m you know and you'd, you'd be done by six let's just say. But talk about the waste of time. I would see other counterparts, you know, bullshitting around the water cooler, complaining about this, that, and the other, you know. And that, to me, was a waste of time.
1: Hmm. Well, that's kind of, go ahead.
2: You know, but I'm thinking as a 22-year-old, 23-year-old right. kid where I was like, okay, I'm putting my nose to the grindstone and I'm working,
1: mm-hmm.
2: right? But now that I fast forward, you know, to now. Yep. Hey, we can't live in judgment. <laughs> we, you know, everybody's right. to each his own. Right, and you know, as I've been writing this book, it's it's discovering how much the ego can get in the way, mm-hmm. because that is one's that, if we're discussed, that is definition of maybe that one person's time. Right, how to use time. Right, right. But well, that, we've, you know, I but I came from a school of thought: the harder you work. You know,
1: yeah, yeah. The more you get, the, the more, more you get, the more I hours.
2: Make. You know, and you know, to some extent, that's true. But to some extent, that could also be detrimental.
1: Right. Well, I think it's also part of that mindset too. Of changing the mindset is. Right. You know, I'm working hard, not to get ahead, but I'm working hard because this is what I'm doing at this moment. Yeah. And this is what this is how I'm expressing myself. Yes. To be the best person that I can be versus. I'm trying to get to this place.
2: Right. And you said it so eloquently, being the best person I can be and not comparing with one other person on the planet. Right. Because at the end of the day, you know, if you're doing your best. Right. And if you're playing that game of maybe judging yourself or, and it's same thing, how it could be so hurt is, oh my gosh, I'm working so hard, but I'm not there yet. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm not there or whatever, whatever there is, you know, and that, that could be dangerous, you know? Instead of just stepping back and say, okay, to truly enjoy this journey, to truly get the rewards out of it, is to be present. Mm -hmm. And if we can be, and to be present and be our best selves and be the best that we can be all the time, then truly is time, is really time affecting us in a negative way. I
1: I think time just, it just affects you. It shouldn't even do anything. It's just, it's. I don't think time right. does anything. It doesn't it's... really
2: do anything. Well, I mean, to, to what we're talking about, because you have a softball game today. We talked about this. Your game. Yeah, at eight, yeah it, I got it, my first game tonight. Your game's at 845. Yep. And We said, okay, you got to stretch out. You got to right, be up there. Right. So, you know, when are you going to get there? An hour early. Well, that's time. Maybe an extra hour, you know, a half hour early because it's the first game of the year. I mean, right. so I guess t- time is just part of our life and our beings while we're here. And maybe just, you know, start to look at it in a way, just I guess where it doesn't, well, I guess what the challenge will be, and I'm going to, I'm glad you brought this up today because I'm going to start looking at where it doesn't really get you to a place of where it's been in my life for years, anxiousness, running late, Mm -hmm. based on time. Right. And to change that, and, and to make the changes so that doesn't come into your life. Right. So for myself, I was, you know, for some reason... I gave myself extra time to pick up my kids and I was still always late. <laughs> and it would ca- cause anxiousness. It yeah, would yeah. cause me anxiousness, it would cause them anxiousness. And that was a little change I made that to leave an extra early, so I'm always on time. Right. So where now time is not causing me that anxiousness, if that may make sense.
1: Right, right. Well, it's so, we put. I think we give time so much power
2: there you go.
1: Right? I like that. Yeah, yeah. You, it's it's just it's directional, right? It just it's if you really think about it, it's an arbitrary thing that we've created to measure how you know it's based on really is based on how fast the Earth rotates and how fast it goes around the sun. Right. Right.
2: Right. And, that actually, yeah, and that's just well said.
1: But it's a very that's in on one regard, time is very natural. It's a very yeah. organic because it's based on the way our planet moves yes but in our minds we've given it so much emphasis and so much power that we let it kind of control where we're going and what we're doing and we say it's we, we always I think we always blame time for everything
2: well that's another thing that we you know that we try to teach here you, when you you have to take full responsibility for your life and everything around it so if you start blaming well first of all if you can get a You're blaming others. That's step number one. Don't blame others for whatever your situation. But now I like this. Don't blame time. (laughs) Yeah. Don't blame time for your circumstance.
1: It's just it just is. You
2: know, I don't have enough time, or I never had enough time. Right. You know, I never have time to spend with my kids, or you know, when you're on your deathbed, oh, I wish I did this, but I never had enough time. Right. To really start looking within. Why are you saying you don't have enough time?
1: Or just, yeah, I think there's that, or just start doing, just do it. Just do it. Just live life. Yeah, just do it. You know, it's funny. I was <laughs> I was talking to my daughter yesterday, and I forgot what I said to her, but I was asking her to do something. I'm like, will you do this? She goes, well, I'll try. I go, listen. I pulled out a Star Wars quote. I said, right. there's no try. You're either going to do it, or you're not going to do it. Right. And she's like, well, I'll do it. I'm like, great. Then- let's just go and do it and i think as that relates to time it's kind of the same thing is like oh i'll do it later right or i'll wait or i'll i got i've got time to do it right just do it just do it you know yeah. whatever
2: that is whatever that is
1: and you know i, I just thought, i just found it fascinating this idea of time and it's so was this a documentary no, oh, no, it's a total it? science fiction movie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there's it's, nothing. There's um, nothing real about this movie.
2: That was kind of exciting. There's a way you could tap in to get m- more brain capacity if you didn't.
1: Well, give, that was give one your of the power a time. That was one of the things that this person, this character in the movie, kind of realized was as she tapped into more of her brain. She realized that there is no time. Mm. Like this was part of the. I don't know. It's like, I mean, the movie wasn't really that good. Okay. (laughs) But but conception, there were some concepts in there that I was pulling out as I was watching. Absolutely. It It turned into a podcast for us. Yeah, I know. I know. So, I mean, who knows?
2: Who knows? So, I I don't know if we, if, uh, so maybe the takeaway here is to recognize that time is part of our culture, but not to give our power away to time, to see what we can do to make time work on our side yeah
1: we could do that and speaking of time it's almost time for renee to stop by so i think we'll we'll wrap this up and then she'll be here in a couple minutes all right we're joined today on the humble warrior podcast with renee heigl who is the founder of love yourself naked winning the sugar game renee is a passionate foodist cook world traveler media maven and mother She's a blogger and a holistic practitioner with over a decade of experience in holistic health and life coaching. She leads men and women to transform their bodies, businesses, and lives through her signature Love Yourself Naked programs, writing, and speaking engagements. And Renee has been featured on ABC and Fox News as a holistic health expert. Welcome to the Humble Warrior Podcast, Renee.
0: Thank you for having me. Hi, Renee. Hi.
2: Nice to finally have you here.
0: Yeah, it's great to be here. We're neighbors, so this is- That's what we
2: found out, which is great. So you have to, I'm going to have to wave at you when you run by. Yeah, that'd be great. Awesome. Well, um, again, we're very honored to have you here. And, you know, before we even got in the air, we're talking kind of like holistic healing and holistic practitioners. And, you know, I, we've seen tremendous value um, just in my lifetime, you know, working with like professionals and it's usually something that triggers someone, in someone's life to get into this field. So I'd like to lead off with that. Like, how did you even get into this?
0: Yeah. So my story kind of began as a workaholic. I started a business when I was very young about 20 years old. And uh I I was actually selling knives for a living. Cut- s- Cutco? Cutco knives. Oh um, yeah. Um that summer job that everyone yeah? probably yeah. had, but I stayed and sold about 3 million dollars of them. And wow. so
2: 3 million dollars worth of knives. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs>
0: spent about a decade of my life with that company and so there was a lot i traveled the world and i gained a lot of assets in terms of how to run a business how to be Mm -hmm. a salesperson how to be a marketer i did pr for that company for quite some time and during that time i also probably had massive adrenal fatigue had no idea but i i just worked myself to the ground and i never took the days off and i ate like you know chips and candy and soda and fast food and it wasn't always horrible but it was you know i was i was a big drinker smoked a lot of weed back then and you know just lived the party lifestyle i was in my 20s and i was also doing this while i was in college so i was getting a couple degrees at the same time and it was a busy time in my life and i started to find that i got these migraine headaches that were debilitating so i couldn't show up to manage my team i couldn't show up to manage my business and i was like vomiting from the pain and like oh, i gotta go wow. run this training seminar anyway or wow. whatever and then a lot of other things started to creep up i won't go into the detail but when i was 16 i had high cholesterol i got shingles which is a rare thing to get when you're 19 years old and lots of hormonal issues and digestive issues and so my body was breaking down and i'm going to more and more doctors and they're handing me more and more prescriptions and what really started to happen for me was as i was taking more and more i got sicker and sicker of course i remember thinking at one point maybe it's this food stuff right Right. Right. (laughs) my mom tried the best she could to help me in the kitchen but i just I I had this mentality back then that I was going to marry a man who could cook because I didn't like to cook. I was never that woman who wanted to have babies or conform. I wanted to be a business owner and like, you know, maybe have a chef or something. (laughs) So I didn't really care about food. And it was uh, at this point when I asked a doctor, maybe I should consider taking dairy out or something. Like what's causing these massive headaches and I remember he said that's just a placebo effect that has nothing to uh, do with anything So I went on my way. I didn't necessarily <laughs> fully believe it. I tried but it seemed like nothing worked I found myself, you know flash forward a little while later on a beach in Jamaica And you know, I won the trip It was a payoff thing and everyone right. was there to party, you know that whole thing and I was on the beach kind of hiding, you know, my body was a little heavier, I felt like crap, I didn't want to be in my bathing suit or seen by others, very self conscious. And mostly I was afraid to even party because I would trigger a headache. I was afraid to work out because I might get a headache. It was just this. And I hit that was that was the first bottom. I think we were chatting before, you know, there's several, several that happened. But that was the big catalyst. And this friend of mine, she was looking amazing. And I, I go, you look hot. Like, what are you doing? And she said, I did this cleanse thing. And at the time, I never even imagined I'd, one, have the time to do a cleanse or commit to the cooking of something like that. But I knew I had to do something. So I bought this book, came home, I did it 12 days later. It was a life changer. Now, I still had headaches. It wasn't like, you know, miracle exactly right. happened. But it was a enormous shift in my perspective that, one, I trusted myself. So I was my word. I did something and I followed through. Uh, it also changed my taste buds because I was a massive kind of sugar addict back then. I just yeah. loved, loved the sweets and I had a huge identity around me with sweets. And so I kind of started to open my mind up to that. And the funny thing is that um, when I was 22, I hired a life coach. for the first time so this was years prior to this kind of transformation in jamaica and i knew i needed the life coach at the time to deal with all the crap that we get from you know parental upbringing and high school stuff whatever and it may have seemed weird for a 22 year old but i was in this motivational sales culture where Mm -hmm. it seemed very normalized but no one knew what life coaches were back then when i said i hired a coach people were just like you, for an, you're an athlete or what? Right, <laughs> what? Right, like, right, right. Um, so I spent about three years with that coach and that was v- very, very impactful for me. But at the time when I worked with this coach, I was smoking marble lights you know, and <laughs> yeah. eating like crap. So yep. I worked a lot on the mental stuff, but I didn't have the physical. I didn't work out or really do yoga or anything then. And um, yeah, so it was kind of funny. Uh, I ended up becoming a certified life coach because I thought it'd be cool. but I didn't really use it. And so when this shift with my body started to happen with the food, it all kind of started to click together. And it took me on a six-year journey of, you know, I got, I started an organic garden. I became friends with my farmers. I had a compost pile that for seven years I was married at the time. And so, and, you know, we traveled the world. So I became very good at like, you know, finding the local farmer's markets and, Wherever I went, I was, you know, eating exceptionally well. It changed my entire body, my entire life. Healed all my allergies, all my stuff, you know, wow. that I had digestive issues. And, uh, you know, I was told I couldn't have children when I was uh, really sick at one point. They said, "Well, you're not ovulating, and your body probably can't have babies," which is a horrible thing, by the way, to say to a young girl. But I, I end up having a baby, so you know that happened. Yeah. So hormonally, that shifted. And after that, I thought, you know what, I, I need to go study this. Th- this is what I want to do. And so and it was funny because there was this guy I knew at the time. And he goes, you know, you'd make an excellent, you know, Renee, you're so kind of intuitive naturally and you'd make an excellent teacher and a coach. And I just looked at him like, I will never be a coach. Are you yeah. kidding? Like, <laughs> it's the last thing I want to do. But it was also the thing that I was called to do. Right. Now I love every moment of what I do. But awesome. um, It's it's funny because we were kind of chatting also before that sometimes there's pain Mm -hmm. and there was definitely some growing pains Mm -hmm. in that process. So that's, you know, there's more, but that's kind of the essence of what got me here. Now I'm about seven years in, we just had our seventh anniversary of Of the
2: business wow okay so you've been doing this seven years yeah i'm trying to get a gauge
0: i'm i'm gonna be 37 this year
2: 37 wow you look great thank you yeah Yeah. that's awesome so you you started this journey so it seems like you got hit with it in your 20s you did a lot of soul searching which is great you know when we talk body mind and spirit like we've talked in the past Mm -hmm. like you know spirituality it's usually a lot of the work starts with the body first but you were doing some mental work at the time, which yeah. is great for a young person to have a life coach. You know, yeah, I think at, that's at amazing I mean, you see those type of benefits later in life. Yeah, you know when you start building your team for body, mind, and spirit. But what I also this takeaway of this story I was getting is you started to trust yourself. You you weren't you didn't like the answers you were hearing from the doctors, mm-hmm. and there was something in your gut or in your heart or that intuition that said, you know. I have the power within, I just gotta go find it. Yeah. And by life circumstances, here we are talking to you and now you're, you're doing this for a living and bringing your gifts to the world and now you're seven years into this. I mean, t- tell us a little bit about, I mean, I'll, I'm curious about that. What have you been doing over these seven years? Yeah.
0: Well, the way, the way I started the whole business was speaking so my thing that i love to do was public speak and so i just started going to everywhere i could and speak for free Mm. and i grew a list of people who followed my blog and i was pretty diligent back then i've really taken a year off blogging so i just i'm just starting back i filmed about seven videos this past week that haven't been put out yet so that's coming back but There's other reasons. I took some time off from all that. But I I was just really diligent, constantly putting out content and speaking and growing the list. And then I started a basically a one-on-one coaching practice almost instantaneously. And I probably had about anywhere from four to ten clients at one time. And at that point, funny enough, I I was pregnant and just ready to have a baby. So (laughs) it was like a really busy time in my life and yeah so I wouldn't say that the business slowed down per se but I also really just focused on mom and growing it and it was every year my business has grown in gross sales hasn't always had uh, forever growth and profit you know that's maybe another blog or a podcast conversation but Um, You know, that year, it was just more about me growing that that uh, gross sales and having baby in the world. (laughs) So then after that, um, I, you know, about three years later, I end up getting a divorce, which was not, you know, the most fun thing to experience, as you may know. And I was married for nine years. But for me, it was also the Best thing that ever happened to me because I grew the heck up. You know, I had yeah. to manage, you know, I went from having, you know, a sauna in my basement and, you know, three nice sports cars in the driveway and, like, right. every, you know, all that to now I'm a single mom and running a business. And I was kind of stubborn enough to refuse to get another job. So I just figured it out. And, Good uh, yeah. So a lot of my coaching is with private clients, but I also have a, a cleanse. It's an eight. I call it the eighteen-day love yourself naked challenge, and then uh, there's a whole. Uh, you know, I eventually grew into being paid to speak, which is you know growing still. And then there's a few other things you know that you throw in there, programs that don't really work out. You know, I've created <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> probably ten of them, and now I have four that that are the right. ones. You know, so it's been, been a lot of a lot of hard work. Yeah, you know,
2: and what's interesting in this field because. And John you and I have talked about this in the past. you have there's like I want to say I don't want to say two different types, but you have a lot of gifted healers out there, holistic practitioners, but they're unfortunate they don't want, they, they don't have the um, what's the right word maybe the the, 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 the business the, the business acumen yeah. Yeah. to get out there and do it and you know it kind of holds them back and you know and it's interesting how universe or God has worked with someone like you that has given you all the business acumen, that go-getter and that fighter you know, type of mentality, go out there and get it. And then through the lessons of life, now how you're using that business acumen and now bringing it in this holistic healing part of the world, which is great. And I think what's also awesome is, John, you and I have kind of talked about this a little bit on prior shows and even today, you know, with time, you have a, a young boy, I'm guessing seven, eight right now.
0: He's going to be seven he's, this year. He's going to yeah. be
2: seven. That this type of work that you're bringing in is giving you the ability to also be there for your son Mm -hmm. and what a gift that is. And the more people that are doing this type of work, I don't think we realize the benefits of the younger generations are going to start getting that.
0: Oh, it's huge. It's huge. The Be- way he, you know, the way he speaks, the way he talks, the way he problem solves. It Just hearing the words that come out of his mouth, I think, gosh, if I knew that when right. I was this
2: age.
1: Right. It's a right. whole different mindset it's that so you're teaching different. your children. Yeah.
2: hmm You know? Um yeah. And we'll come back, but I'm just so fascinated, because I'm fascinated by food. Like, one of my favorite places is Try It Raw in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. And I go there all the time. And finally, I said, Michael, I can't keep coming here all the time. I have three kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to learn this stuff. Well, he's coming over tonight Great. to start now teaching me to not only for myself, but for my three kids. So the benefits, you know, that we're bringing to our children are, you know, just, you know, we wish we had that, but our parents in that generation didn't have those tools like that we have today. Yeah. I'm curious though. Tell me about this 18 day cleanse. I mean, yeah. what's well, the, what's the
0: i I gotta explain love yourself naked first because that's that's the premise to that cleanse so first of all that's the game changer to me so without sounding so woo woo off the charts but i think i can hold a really good balance between the spirituality and the practical and uh you know a lot of people want that trust they want to feel connected whether it's to source or god or universe And they also want to feel like they can trust in their self slash body. And it's really about loving yourself naked. I didn't just coin that for marketing. I'll tell you how I came up with it. So my business was called this horrible kind of name when I started. (laughs) Uh, It wasn't that bad, but it made no sense. And so I was somewhere... And realizing it needed to change. And I started to look at well, who are the clients I have right now? And I had four clients at that point three women, one man. And they all were completely different, but had one thing in common they needed to love themselves. One woman looked kind of like the actress Selma Hayek and she was you know voluptuous gorgeous newly married and she said she had a pool in her backyard and i was like oh you guys should skinny dip and she was like i would never be naked in front of my husband and i thought what (laughs) that's odd we need to explore this in our coaching together (laughs) and then i also had a client who was in her 70s and she was bulimic and anorexic almost her entire life and so in a lot of deep pain and so our journey much different but still Needing to love herself naked in her body and then the other woman was married for I think about 40 years and just hated walking by a mirror to even look at herself and also her relationship with self and husband was in bad shape and then this man that I was working with he would often tell me like I hate getting dressed like I don't like my clothes I don't don't like how I look. And it started to open my eyes that this whole love yourself isn't just a woman thing. That men struggle it struggle with it, but in a much kind of a more quiet way sometimes. At least culturally in our media, I think maybe not as much now. But
1: well, seven, seven it, years, it, yeah, now. it's quiet outwardly, but yeah. inwardly it's very it's loud. Very it's loud, very, yeah.
0: very loud, very loud so i i got this love yourself naked kind of spoke to me and it scared me because it had the word naked and right right (laughs) and so i went to this conference and i started you know the elevator speech i started testing it out i show people how to love themselves naked and people were just tell me more You know, what is that? (laughs) Right. And I, you know, I'm smart enough to know that it was catchy, but it also meant a great deal because that's really the path to enlightenment is to truly love yourself. So it's not just about the mirror, although we do like to look like what we look like. But it was also this more like, who are you authentically? Like, who really are you? Can you strip all that away and Mm -hmm. be in your truth and um, stop pretending, stop being fake? and uh, find yourself and so you know that's kind of how that was birthed and so i took those kind of emotional mental skill sets and combined them with all of this knowledge i had on clean eating and i made this cleanse which is what i call the 18 day love yourself naked challenge and it gives people an opportunity it's kind of like you know you can i have a ton of people who do this over and over every year who have been eating healthy for years mm-hmm. and then it's also the thing for the person who's never eaten anything healthy in their life (laughs) okay so it you know it will meet you where you're at and it's a it's an opportunity just to eat super clean whole foods great stuff and simultaneously work on appreciating and accepting yourself at the same time Wow. so it's an online yeah there's a membership site and you know you get some videos and all those fun things from me so that's yeah cool
2: i well i love how you came up with that because that's kind of like you know towards enlightenment that that is Truly, you know, I think where we all want to get to is to love ourselves unconditionally. And it's hard. And because you have to really get to know yourself. You know, John, I think we had an episode where, I don't know if you ever saw this commercial, the Southwest commercial, the guy's got so much clothes on. Yeah.
0: I know what you're talking (laughs) about. Yeah.
2: And you got to peel off those layers. Yeah. To eventually get to yourself. But what I like about what you're doing, I say love what you're doing. Is to way to get to that place. We can start taking care of our bodies. And when actually the quickest way besides, I think maybe doing some sort of physical activity is putting the right food in our bodies, the right liquids that starts the process because we're being gentle with our bodies and gentle with ourselves Yeah. so we can get to that place and just know that this is going to take time. You're going to take time, but one of the great ways to start is just watch what you're putting in your mouth Mm -hmm. and you know, and I think that that goes for all of us. I think, you know, when I look at the journey that, you know, has continued to growth is really being very conscious of, of what we're putting in our bodies. Yes. So good stuff.
0: Yeah. And being able to find a path where you're trusting Trusting what you put into, you know, because there's a lot of, there's so much stuff, you know, it's like yeah. it's it's annoying to me I, I, I can't really look at social media much longer than a few minutes at a time these days, right? Yeah. <laughs> because it's like bombards you and so I often when I feel that I think about the average person who's out there trying to find What meal plan or you know right. should I be paleo or raw or vegan? or like You know like And um, you have to find what works for your body and Mm. figure out what that intuitive eating muscle is. And like you said, that does take some time. That doesn't happen overnight. I call it the trust belly. You Mm. have to develop your trust belly. The (laughs) trust belly. Yeah.
2: Outside of the business, what other practices do you practice like for for a person that you know that's listening you know besides obviously taking care of the body with the 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 foods and maybe the liquids what else do you do to say you know that makes you feel good to make you let's say spiritually feel like you're doing some practices on a either daily or weekly basis
0: yeah so i i was led to do some training years ago with deepak chopra in san diego in ayurvedic training and meditation so that catapulted me to my meditation practice, which I had for years as a so inconsistent, you know, like I'd Mm -hmm. meditate for 10 days and then I'd stop for like six months. (laughs) Um, So at least for the last four years, I've been a great meditator. And I say great as in I show up, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think there's anyone who's like the best meditator. You just show up, right? Right. (laughs) Right. Right.
2: um,
0: So meditation, huge part of my life big time and yoga is a huge practice of mine. I found that there was a g- important spiritual practice of finding my feminine and my masculine and keeping that in balance. So I have, I do like, I put on the boxing gloves and beat the crap out of the bag too. Good oh. for you. Yeah, so Good that's been you. really helpful, yes. especially after my divorce too. I needed to get in touch with my anger. So, <laughs> so that, you know, it's a sure. beautiful emotion, actually. It's yes. catalyst for great powerful change. <laughs> so yeah, so I'd say it's a mixture of that. I you know, I'm very active with my my son. His name's Emmanuel. He goes by Manny. Oh. Mm-hmm. So and I I've never been trained in Reiki or anything like that, but I I definitely have that skill set uh with clientele kind of an intuitive thing so you know a self-care practice for me is just really making sure that I hold good boundaries and I keep myself on a daily basis with like good food and you know making sure that my needs are taken care of because um, I can easily find myself getting energetically sucked away you know Um, and it's fine you know like it's not a negative thing it's just I've become aware of it so yeah, so I spend quite a bit of, you know, I'm, I'm very, I love my girlfriends, like I'm very social. I love hanging out and going out, but I also need my, my alone time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah space. And, that, yeah.
2: you know, you said the right word is that, um, is to be very conscious. You know, we have only so much energy and where are we going to put that energy? And sometimes, you know, it, by circumstance, it does get drained, but to have that awareness and then to know, okay, I need to be alone. I need yeah. to take care of myself. And I have all these tools to use, albeit hit in the bag, yoga, meditation.
0: Yeah. And I'm a writer. I'm writing a book. Good. And so I've been writing the book for five years, Mm -hmm. but I set a deadline finally. So it's actually happening now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But um, it's so beautiful that when you do these other practices, how it flows so easily. You know, Mm -hmm. like when I give myself the space in other areas, my writing, like last night, I just sat there and typed and typed and typed and typed. But. That doesn't always happen, right? Because, right. you know, right. you get bogged down. <laughs> right. well,
2: good for you. You've got a lot of stuff going on. Um, where can people find you?
0: So I have two websites. If you want to know more about me, go to ReneeHeigl.com. And that also has great details on all my programs. And then I have a program that's called Winning the Sugar Game. And you can check that out at winningthesugargame.com and find lots of fun recipes meal plans and a free program on cravings and if you feel like addicted to the sweet stuff that's me yeah yeah i I just had
1: a rice krispie treat last night at like midnight
0: yeah i have a seven (laughs) a seven day detox and that program is you know it's my baby i've spent years developing that i you know i've had a lot of people in my life over the years who were very addicted so i've you know, I've I've grown from noticing that that was a big deal. And I was very addicted to sugar myself and work. So um, I have found that the detox and the food, changing your taste buds, your palate, shifting your cravings and your hormones, essential. But there's also, for some people, an emotional component that needs to shift so you don't feel like you are You know, seeking something else out in food, and so I created another program. It's more like a mastermind style. It's called Love Your Life Academy, and so I I teach that three times a year. I call it Lila L Y L A. Yeah, just for fun. Yeah, (laughs) so that that's like the detox, but it also has a lot of great teaching for bringing the unconscious conscious and really focusing on shifting limiting beliefs and self sabotage in a big way. Cause wow. that has to happen if you're going to grow. Right. Love your life. Yeah.
2: Absolutely.
1: So yeah. you're working with people locally and all over the country, all over the world maybe?
0: Oh, yeah, all over the world. In fact, when I started my business, my son was so young, I actually didn't see anyone locally. Everyone oh, really? was Skype and phone cuz I didn't want to I wanted to stay at home with my baby. <laughs> right. So it was kind of a You know, and I had a big uh, base of network and people I knew from my sales job at the time. So I kind of started there. I had people from Ireland and Australia and all over. And so in the last three years, I feel like I've actually established myself more locally in Metro Detroit Mm -hmm. than ever before. But yeah, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of, um, you know, creatives. In fact, I have a a lot of medical doctors that work with me, which I find to be amazing because you know, they're starting to wanting to grow themselves and share it with their practice, chiropractors and acupuncturists. Right. And then, you know, moms, dads, families. Mm-hmm.
1: So just, you have, a, you have a wide reach.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: That's interesting, I have a question. Because all of us, we've all been in business, right? We've been in sales and things like that. And there's this balance and kind of this struggle between this practice and kind of that making money and having that ambition and drive and like the, you know they they're kind of competing in my when I look at it, they they compete with each other. Yeah. For your time and energy, I wanted to get your thoughts on that as you made that transition from being this top salesperson to doing this line of work and how you balanced the type of work you did with also making a business out of it and making money and kind of that drive.
0: I love that question. I think that's a huge issue for lots of people. And it it's definitely been like massive growth for me. And I would say I'm probably still growing in that area too. So the first thing that came, comes to mind was time as well, like yeah. my relationship to time. So I found myself saying, all, like, I don't have enough time. I was, all, I was in high school, the girl who was always late on the cover of our newspaper. Okay. That truly is the deal. And so I grew up with that perspective and that frame. And I started to realize it was this limiting belief that I had and that it really made me see the entire world. Uh, from that perspective and so when I started to shift that I realized that it was actually a self-worth thing that I was worthy of giving myself time and attention and Mm -hmm. how that impacted my business was that I started to feel more value for myself and asking for money from my clients and I always asked for money but I mean like fair money right Mm -hmm. so it wasn't just about you know, oh, you know, selling my product.
2: Right. Uh,
0: But sometimes, anytime, I would put it this way, anytime I would get kind of bogged down in that idea of selling and being a healer-y, I hate saying healer, but like a holistic, you know, nurturer, professional, Professional, thank you, holistic professional. I would, re- I would always go back and I have a sign in my office to remind me of this, of like, what does my client need? Like, who is my client? Right. Like, that's the bottom line here. That's actually why I'm doing what I'm doing. And so then you take away this whole money thing and you just help people. It seems so yeah. simple, but sometimes we forget that, you know? Right. That like, who am I helping? And what I have found that when I really am connected to that, people just show up and they pay, the value of what they're given and my focus is to change their life, you know. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's it seems, you know, it seems so simple when i say this, but there has definitely been some struggle over the years of finding <laughs> that balance, you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, th- i think th- that
2: answers your question. No, i yeah. think that
1: does answer it. I mean, yeah. it's a, this is a difficult thing. We've talked about it in the past because you know, you you're not making well, any money right yeah. now. Well, that, <laughs> that
2: that's the thing. And this is this is good. This is I'm glad you asked this question because you know, John mentioned that, that I'm all in with this, but you mentioned a couple things that, you know, that, that kind of hit home with me is meaning that the people will show up. Now you still need to get out there. You can't just yeah. know, is, is someone going to show up? Yeah. And I think that is kind of the intent of the, the blog that, that we've been doing mm-hmm. and that you, like you showing up, help. like the podcast, I couldn't do this podcast without John. Yeah, and not only that, it's grown our spiritual practice too. Right. You know, before we even had guests, we really started going deep, really to connect with men and sharing with men that, you know, um, and like you have a male client that they these are real life issues at hand, and so it also takes time to build that trust, and so as a entrepreneur, as a, as a go getter the way that i'm trying to build that trust is through podcasts like this through writing a blog um, writing a book and listening to the voice of the universe source and believing in that to its core so therefore one could teach it yeah if that may make sense
0: it makes sense yeah
2: and i'm going to talk to you offline so i can piggyback (laughs) with you on some (laughs) speaking engagements because i'm ready to go but i also have to put that out there and do that Mm-hmm. And so that's why I love the opportunity to meet people with like yourself. It inspires me that you can make a living at doing this one. But two is deep in your heart, you know, you're doing the work that's meant to be done. Yes. And I think that's where it comes from at the end of the day that it's heart centered work. And it's finding that balance of where that value is. And I think you said it best is to change lives. And who that person is when they come across your door. Yeah. And it's, we'll just see who comes across that door.
0: Yeah. One thing you said too that reminded me of something that I think is important. It's it's really important to be in alignment with what your skill set is and what you're good at. And sometimes in a new business you're trying to find like you want like when I started I wanted to help everybody and do everything right, and right. I wanted to be the go-to for everything. And so there was a, gr- a big growth process in me really honing down like I help people feed themselves. I help people love themselves. Like it's taken me seven years to get that, those two sentences, (laughs) that clarity. that's hard though. Yeah.
1: That's hard.
0: And so I've had some, and this actually doesn't happen too often anymore, but I just had it happen recently where a a person came to me, you know, I have sales conversations with Mm -hmm. people to find out if we're a good fit. And I had an instinct on the phone with this person that mm, it, it didn't mesh. I knew I could help them. right, But- something didn't feel right in my trust belly, so to speak. And, but you know what? I just thought, oh, well, you know what? They need my help. I'll, I'll do it. And it ended up being the biggest pain in my butt. Like, "Ah," you know, like for seven months of my life, I dealt with this kind of annoying situation. And so, you know, it, it, yeah it paid me a good chunk of change and that's right. great but that money i, I wish i w- wouldn't have had it you know what i mean like no i think so when yeah. you you want to find the situation that ma- lights you up that right.
2: that brings you the best yes to the yeah. table yeah Agreed. and then the
0: and then the client feels that because yes. energetically i'm sure that client felt me being frustrated or annoyed at times, right. and I truly gave the person my all, and they are very, you know, they were happy. But on some level, it wasn't what it could have been, right? right. So, so yeah, so fine it's not just about the money, but it's just really about finding your space and then getting the value for it. And money is just energy, you know. It is it, easy. It's. I've been in places in my life where I was like I don't have any money, can't pay my bills. <laughs> you know? right, right. Totally get that too. So it's hard in those moments to say it's just energy, but right. it, it, you know. It <laughs> is.
2: And I think like in the holistic world and the professionals, I think some I think this is where they don't have the business acumen. They they're like, "Oh, I'm all about service, I'm all about service," which is yes, you are, but you sh- you should feel good and feel comfortable about charging someone what your value is because I think that's where a lot of it is at the end of the day, what do I value myself yeah. and what that person's getting? And it can be X amount for one person. It could be X amount for the other person. You know, it, it's it's not here or there. It's what you truly believe and that person will pay or not pay yes. if they believe they're getting that value. Yeah. And so, um,
1: so let me ask you, I, I like this topic. <laughs> if, you, if you haven't guessed. Yeah. So when you, you said something that that resonated with me that, you know, when you're looking, you want to mesh with the, with your clients and the people that you're working with. And what I always like to do is talk about, so you have this practice where you do this, but what about for somebody that's out there in the world and they're like listening to this podcast and they're like, well, I have this job and I'm not meshing, but I have to do this job. How do, how does somebody deal with that kind of, I guess, situation?
0: Yeah. Well, the first word that came to my mind is humble. Okay. <laughs> Pretty apropos, right? Yeah. Like, um, Because the job is just a vehicle for your life. It's really not your life. Right. You know? And mm-hmm. so... There's so much I could say here, but I I would say it's this isn't really about you, not you per se, but just the person, whoever would have this question. It may seem like it is. It may seem like I hate what I'm doing and Mm -hmm. I hate showing up. And how could this be possible? But that's really a call for you to start to get humble and to look around and say, okay, well, this is what the universe has dealt me right now. This is what I have. And how can I show up fully for it? Like right. if I lost everything today, knock on wood, hopefully that doesn't happen, but and I was sweeping floors somewhere, then I would be the best floor sweeper imaginable. Right. I would be meditating while I was doing it and meeting people and saying hi to people and connecting to humans. And showing up fully. So I think that the universe, and I don't want to say think, I know, the universe pays you when you show up fully. And so it's really an invitation to humbly show up fully in wherever you're at and to look at the experience and say, what can I learn from this? You know, and uh, what I think is that when you resist that situation, then you're going to be stuck there longer because you haven't learned the lesson yet. Right. You know, and it's that's not easy work. Granted, I want to just recognize that. Actually, I've been there in positions and jobs and careers. Like "Ah, I don't want to be here, but then you start finding things like the holistic side of you, or the, you know, the part that feels passionate, and maybe you start to intertwine that into your current situation. So you start to feel more purposeful in your space, and lo and behold, things begin to change. Right. You know. Right. It's um there's a that whole law of attraction idea mm-hmm. but w- really what it is it's just energetically when you shift your perspective of I'm going to be present in this space and I'm really going to embrace my situation and own it what you what you're actually doing is you're opening up the little neurons in your brain to allow you to see signs and people and hear conversations and all these things that were always there you just right. weren't paying attention to them. Right. Yeah.
2: And I think the terminology we've used in prior shows, because this is great, this is great conversation, is being awake through life as opposed to sleepwalking through life. Right. Being awake and getting out of bed, just knowing at any point in time, if I'm awake and I'm alert, I might run into somebody, a circumstance may happen, or or just something like that. Truly believing that the universe has your back. Yeah. I guess at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. No matter where the circumstance is. And I love how you said is just showing up, you know, one of that's, I think that's one of the, one of my, uh, the books I really like is the four agreements. And one of those is always do your best. Yes. No matter what you're doing, always do your best. And it doesn't even have to be at work, right? <laughs> it's just like smiling at a stranger or picking up a piece of garbage on, you know, the floor, the floor or the street. When you see it, it's just living that type of lifestyle, Yeah.
0: And showing st- up,
2: showing up. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden things just show up stuff just happens and you don't start saying it's like the theme of like what we talked about early time is on your side started saying I don't have the time time is on my side yeah
1: yeah well I think it's true just to kind of wrap this up it's interesting that we're talking about this topic with you because a couple weeks ago we were sitting here just saying should we continue to look for people to interview what should we do and you popped up in our inbox and you were actually the first person to request to be on the show. Oh, cool. And I'm like, Great. oh, look, yeah, we should keep doing this. People are interested.
2: <laughs> right. Well, and also from what really hits home, I think, with all three of us is I think Renee, different from all our guests, took a life cir- circumstance, has, was, a, was a professional, and has turned this into a business that's, that's doing well. That has a that has a kid. I mean, there's a lot of different similar. There's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of similarities between right. us three that we can relate with. Right, We're children, all... own business, been knocked down, got back up, and those knockdown situations. That's hence why we call this the Humble Warrior podcast. The Humble Warrior is to truly walk through this life humble, humbling. And if not, you're going to get humbled again. <laughs> That's why I always look yeah. at my back to, to you know, to, to show up or the universe is going to give it to you back again and to really learn these lessons along the way.
0: Yes. I, and, you know, I, I was just thinking too, the part of my intention this year has been creating and cultivating like great quality friendships and partnerships, which it was last year too. And it's been incredible. And so I saw you on social media somewhere in the last year. I don't know. Uh, and I, but I didn't know that you were in Metro Detroit. So, you know, I didn't really, you know, you don't like go search someone right. out. You just see, oh, cool. Humble warrior podcast. That sounds right. fun. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then I saw some f- local friends I on this. So I thought, oh, I'm going to check it out. And I realized he lives down the street from me. I know. How, what a small world, you right. know? So, um, you know, it's, it, for me, like a motivator was, yeah, it's fun to be on a podcast, but was also like, hey, let's meet my neighbors because sometimes it's not in my, like, it, it's sometimes easier for me to, like, just do my thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. To put myself out there. So, uh, yeah, but th- that comes back to that worth conversation. like Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And
2: this is, not, see, we can keep going deeper and deeper. I know, I know. <laughs> so I, I, I just take it one step further. Okay. So, you know, the one, all the, um, and John has been part of a lot of my business ventures, and I have been um, unsuccessful from a monetary standpoint for close to 10 years. And I had very, very high success early on. And what I've come to realize was, is that none of this, until I made millions, until I, over time, have lost millions in investments and stuff, that none of it, none of it, at least from the very core, was heart-centered, meaning for myself, my true self. It was heart-centered for the fact that, okay, I need to be a provider and stuff like that, but I was never doing anything that was making my heart sing. Mm. And that has been my lesson over 20 years of being an entrepreneur, that I was being an entrepreneur to the stuff I really want in life, which is love and freedom, but I tied money to it. And it wasn't until i have been on my hands and knees coming back up that, wow, this 20 year journey has been worth it. So I can start doing the stuff and sharing the stuff that I truly love. And the struggle I've been having, which is an okay struggle is, okay, how, how is the money gonna come in? Is it gonna come in from speaking? Is it gonna come in from coaching? You know, I'm writing a book, we do a podcast and a blog. And that's, and John has seen the struggle, you know, because we, st- we started my website.
1: I'm watching it. Yeah. yeah. I'm watching I'm <laughs> This really is great. <laughs> this is like the hoop dreams. Yeah.
2: But it's like figuring that way, but it's also learning from the lessons of the past and also developing at the end of the day the divine trust that is on your side. And so, what to go really deep because now I've met someone who's doing it, that you're an inspiration to me. And I can Thank learn, you. and I can learn from you. So that is how I like to write, wrap the show up. Unless you have anything you want to add or to No,
1: that. I think uh, maybe we'll have. Since you're only down the street, oh we yeah, we will have wait, to you, come you, back on because this conversation's awesome, and we can continue on on many different topics.
0: Forever. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to would yes,
2: be fun. Yeah, we'll definitely mm-hmm. get you back and hear about your journey. And you got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Thanks for having me. This Absolute. has been amazing. Yeah, yeah. A, like, awesome.
1: Thanks so much great. for being on the show, Renee. And if you want to hear more from Renee and other guests on future shows, make sure that you have the next episode of our pod queued up by subscribing to the Humble Warrior Podcast on iTunes, following us on Twitter at the Warrior Pod, and liking the Humble Warrior Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And until next week live brave.
0: Join us next week for the next episode of the Humble Warrior Podcast. Subscribe to the Humble Warrior Podcast by visiting
2: chrisforte.com.